You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. It's The Comedy Cellar Show, live. No, it's not live. It's live from the table, the official podcast of The Comedy Cellar, coming to you on Sirius XM 99, Raw Dog. And this, of course, is Dan Natterman. Filling in for Noam, the normal host, Noam decided to take the week off for reasons that are unknown, but to him, but I think he's just kind of exhausted with everything that's going on, so it's just me tonight, which means there'll probably be, well, there will be less of a political uh, angle to the show, which some of you probably will be disappointed, and I invite you to uh, turn it off if you don't like it. But I (laughs) tend to talk more about comedy and the comedy seller and the lives of the comedians, and we might do some politics, too. I have today a wonderful group that I have assembled, handpicked. Uh, Mr. Nick Griffin is here with us. Thank you. Good to be here, Dan. Uh, com- uh, comedy podcast rarity, uh, <laughs> Gary Goldman, <laughs> I convinced to stop by. Hi, Dan. Nice to see you. And even more rare on, on comedy podcasts, and we're lucky to have him, is Mr. Ryan Hamilton, who had to be drag kicking and screaming, but here he is. Hi. You know, when I found out my friends were here, I came along. Well, Ryan rightly points out that there's really nothing in it for him. It's <laughs> exactly how he put it. I can't he really. He said, what's in it for me, he asked. What's he asked in it for me, I had, financially, <laughs> career-wise? I, I was but stumped. Say, I had no good answer for him. <laughs> it's not just this podcast. Don't I don't want to send that message. Podcasts in general, all of them. Well, I, Let I, me send that message. <laughs> I hear you. Now, maybe if a podcast had millions and millions and millions of of uh, listeners. Even then, Ryan's not interested. He, he Tell him what, what I always say. When, my favorite well, theory. At some point, yeah. I said, why do we have to go on all these podcasts and share all our secrets? And that stuck with Gary. He really, yeah. yeah it's so true. It's right on the money. Because I sometimes will go on these podcasts and I will share these very deep, meaningful things and, and sort of personal things. And then I'll see the person at a, at a, um, a comedy festival and I'll think, I wonder if they remember me. <laughs> Even though I, I opened shared up and shared things I only share with my therapist. <laughs> like, well, this person, I wonder if this person will remember yeah, me. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. It makes for interesting listening, I guess. Oh, absolutely. I, I do want to hit on something. I was going to hit on it last week, but Noam got so deep, so deep, deep, deep into Trump, as he always does. And once he's off and running on Trump, there's no, there's no coming back. But I D- do want Donald? That's the one, yes, okay. not uh, not the other Trump. But I do want to discuss um, the Comedy Cellar TV show uh, this week at the Comedy Cellar mm-hmm. on Comedy Central. It debuted three weeks ago. Uh, we have discussed it uh, on a previous podcast, but I'd like to get further into it. Um, Nick, have you? Has anybody done it yet? I've I've done it. I'm scheduled for this week. You're scheduled for when? Tomorrow? Yes. Now, just for the listeners, if you don't know, it's a show on Comedy Central that what it does is is it we talk about the news of the week, and they record a bunch of comics talking about, doing jokes about the week's headlines or, and related topics, right. and then they choose the ones that they, that they want to put on the air. Right. But they, the Comedy Central also chooses the topics, right? Yeah, but you can, they choose the topics, but you can do, if you, if you, there's another topic you want to do, you can do it, and okay. they might put it in, oh, I but see. there's a less of a chance. Right. Because they tend to do the topics in chunks. So they'll say, so this week they'll say, okay, Thanksgiving is a topic. Right. So they'll do a whole chunk of Thanksgiving jokes. Then they'll yeah. do a whole chunk, say, of fire in California jokes. Maybe. Funny stuff. Well, it, it, <laughs> it, well you know, the, it could be made funny. Yeah. I, I think I hit a funny angle on it, but... 
uh, I won't divulge because it might right. get on the show. We'll wait and see. But if it doesn't, I'll divulge it another time. But you'll forget. No, I won't forget. I think you should divulge it. Well, maybe. But um, well, why the are the people listening if they're not going to get some sort of inside scoop? And well, if that's it's not to do inside. with Wesley Snipe fleeing, not from the fire, but they were bill collectors. <laughs> <laughs> so, so nice. That's, <laughs> it's terrific. <laughs> I'm glad you. I, I didn't get it nearly as big a laugh as you gave really? it because I don't think people necessarily know that Wesley Snipes is <laughs> is is having financial difficulty. I was going to do Lindsay Lohan, but I don't want to pick on her because I right, felt she's course. too. Yeah. Fragile. And yeah, it's, it's not a nice. Where, whereas Wesley, on. whereas Wesley has had a free run for a Wesley while. Wesley can handle it, and yeah. you know, yeah. um, <laughs> Wesley's not. Um, I can't imagine what his bills must be with that career to be in debt. Well, that's nothing. I mean, people. I mean, they they say that uh, Johnny Depp is. Uh, oh yeah, I read that you know. that Vanity Fair. I think it was. I didn't read a couple of a couple of, divor- a couple of divorces. will do it to you. Yeah, true. but uh, anyway, that's anyway, true. anyway, Divorce the, the is point not, is, is it ain't cheap. Um, if you do a topic that's not part of it, it's it, it's less likely to get yeah. in because they prefer to they prefer to group. But anyway, Nick, how do you feel? You're taping it tomorrow. I am. Well, no, uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday. And tonight is Monday. This will be airing on Thursday, but we're recording Monday, so you're right. taping Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. How how are you feeling about it? Well, I think that uh, you know it's harder for me to get a handle on some of the political stuff because it's just it's not my forte. But I you know I have a couple things that I'm okay with, and I hope it, they get on. But um, it took me a while, you know. You got to sit like I, I. You write for yourself, and it's kind of easy after all these years. You kind of get uh, not to write great jokes, but just to get into a writing motion. And uh, here it was a little uh, stilted, but I think I got a couple. Well, because things. normally you wouldn't. Some of the topics you might theoretically talk about, but when they say, for example, um, a topic that you just you would never talk about, so it's not natural for you to talk about. For example, hey, did you hear about? Uh, uh, well, I'm trying to think of an example. Oh, uh, Harley Davidson uh, right. has an electric, electric car, car, electric motorcycle. Mm-hmm. It's just not something I would ever talk about. So it's just it's not going to be natural for me to talk about it. Yeah. I, I fi- but anyway, I find the process, and I don't know if I'm alone or not. I find the whole thing horrifying. Oh yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. For a number yeah. of reasons. It provokes anxiety. In it's me, a, first of all, anytime I do that, a yeah. new joke, it's I have anxiety. Sure. And this show is is you're doing a bunch of new jokes. Mm-hmm. Add to that. The, the, the aspect of you don't know that they're going to use these jokes. So now you're like, okay, uh, are they going to use it? And if they don't use it, in the last two weeks they didn't use any of my jokes, I felt horrible about myself. Sure. Really? And it doesn't take much to convince me that I'm unworthy. And also, there's only a handful of topics. So, you know, a lot of people are going to be writing jokes on those specific topics. And, you know, maybe there's only a four or five jokes you can really get out of them. And maybe not a bunch well, of people have the same one or... But the point is, the is the network is, or whomever, the producer, is picking right. the jokes, and you feel like, wait, why did they pick that joke and not my joke? And yes. then you feel like, oh, yeah. shit. You know, I, 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 I'm trying to... Uh, You're talking me out of it, quite frankly. <laughs> well, you might have more self-esteem than I do, but it doesn't take much to convince me, again, that, that you know, maybe it's me. Right. But uh, are, you, are you guys... So you guys, Ryan and... and I'm going to try it uh, in a couple of weeks, I think. I just haven't had an opening in my schedule that uh, I had enough time to do it, but... I did the pilot, and I kind of enjoyed the, doing it, the pilot. I mean, I liked going through the exercise. It's not something that I would normally do, and if the show was every week, I don't know how often I would do it, but I don't mind going through the exercise. And, I, you know, I, my fear was that uh, I'm doing a 10 to 15-minute set, and I didn't want to give them 10 to 15 minutes uh, because I knew I'd only have a few minutes that I was okay with them. Well, you can tell them, oh, just yeah. use this joke, this yeah. joke, or this joke. So when I found that out, it made me go, okay, I'll give it a try. 
So I'm going to try it. Well, you have a good attitude, but you have you have he has the Lord and the Lord in his life. Yeah, which I think. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? I I feel like I have the Lord in my life as as well, but on yeah. a much more ambiv- I'm much more ambivalent about about my relationship with the with the Lord. What do you believe in the Lord? Oh, certainly. Oh, you yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought you were agnostic. Yeah. No, no, I'm on board with the Lord. It's a new T-shirt. Yeah, on board with the Lord. No, I I yeah, I believe in Lord, but I I mean part of it is there's there's a there's a you know, percentage of, of Pascal's wager to it that you, you've got nothing to lose by believing in sure. well, in God, but but there's also a, a certain amount of faith that I that I have and I I can't shake. So yeah. So given that, when are you going to do the comedy seller show? That's oh, a com- I, I, yeah. You know, I, I, have amb- I have ambivalence about uh, about doing the comedy central show as as well. Now, um, why is that? If I may just add. it's it's. It's a daunting idea to write brand new jokes for a, a show, and I I don't think that the I don't I don't think it's the proper compensation for writing and performing <laughs> on a on a television show. Okay, uh, so enough. so yeah, um, fair enough. Everybody has their own uh, idea. Yeah, of something what proper I, compensation something I hate would be doing. I would want more money to do. Yeah, fair enough. I, for me, the money is uh, well. You're probably you know you're you're. Um, you're a big act, as Rich, <laughs> as Rich Voss would say. I mean, it all depends what other shit you got cooking. I don't know about that. I have a... Well, not only that, but you don't mind going on the road. Right. In fact, you enjoy it. Yeah, I do If like I the can road. make a paycheck yeah. and right. stay... Yeah. You actually enjoy yes. it. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my good heavens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I'm, I wish I was that way. Yeah. But if I can make a check and keep my... Bony ass, right here sure. uh, in Manhattan. No, I understand. I will that. do that. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I'm going away tomorrow to Florida. I have a gig on Wednesday. Uh-huh. I'm going tomorrow. Tomorrow right. is Tuesday as yeah. we record this show. Why, you ask? Why would I go to Florida on Tuesday for a Wednesday show? The answer is, I have to separate the anxiety, the twin oh, anxiety yeah, yeah, yeah. of travel and yes. show. No, that's a great point. I like no, going that, a day early me... all the time. Yeah, yeah going in a day like early it, makes it makes a big difference. Yeah, I mean. The, the other thing is, it's all based on my on my mood. So I'm in, you know, I've been feeling well for a while now. So I don't I don't mind traveling. But when I'm, yeah, when I'm anxious and, and depressed, I don't want to I don't want to travel. So I, I'm just sort of, um, what is that making hay while the something? sun shines? Sun yeah. shines. Well, th- that's yeah. also because I'm going to some place that's reasonably okay. I'm going to Orlando. Right. If I was going to Cincinnati, I may not get in a day early. <laughs> no. you, know, you have to weigh out. Yeah. If you're going to be in a nice place at a nice hotel, happen to be going to a nice hotel. And the weather will be good. Yeah. So, so for th- for that reason, but you know, I'll 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 go a day early, and this way I don't have to be anxious about the show and anxious about traveling at the same time. Yeah. Rest assured, I will be anyway. Right. But be- less anxious. Be- but less anxious about right. the show. You'll be less anxious on Tuesday than you are on Wednesday. Wednesday, it'll it'll. Wednesday, hit. it will hit. Yeah. yeah. Is that a corporate event? It is a corporate event. Yeah. Really? I, Do you yeah, get re- relief after the show is done, or or as you're doing the show, or um, is it just? Yeah, after the show is done, it's nice. I mean, yeah. I have a you know, I I, yeah. I I have a drink or whatever, and it, right, you Lovely know, check. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. check is on its way, it's and uh, it's a good feeling. It's a wonderful feeling. Yeah. Well, that feeling when you when you kind of glance at your watch. I don't know if you time yourself now normally, but I have a watch, and I, I have a joke about that includes a watch, so I get to look at my watch. Oh, I joke yeah. about it, or, you, you know, need my, one of those. Yeah, and I look at that watch, and I see five minutes left to go, oh. and it's kind of like on a Friday 
Yes. At, <laughs> at school. Fifth period. Friday afternoon, yes. <laughs> yes. And you're looking at that clock, and you know that bell's going to ring. 2.40, yeah. We, we used to get out at 2.11, and I would, I would always say I would... I close shop at two. Yeah. So I would, I would, even if the teacher was giving notes, I, I, I looking back on it, it was a, a pretty funny thing for a kid to do. I would close my book, stop taking notes, right, yeah. and say that I, and, and the people would say, what are you doing? And I would say, I'd, I close shop at two on a Friday. That is funny. Well, we all stop. It's, really, it's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really I would, like that kid. I, I mean, would start packing. <laughs> I would start packing a couple. Like, when it's a couple minutes, I would start, you know, putting yeah. the pencils in my pencil case yeah. and uh, closing the, you know, get ready to, but I wouldn't officially close shop. But, <laughs> but you, you do turn, you do turn off. I don't bit. know what I would do if there was a test. I can't imagine that they would give a test last period on a Friday, but... But yeah, well, look, even the teacher wants to get the hell out of it. You think oh he's? You think they, they, you think they want to be there? Totally. You didn't think about that back then. No, but you now didn't. you no. totally now realize. Well, like, now they, you, you realize like, oh, they I hate these kids. Yeah, right. they didn't like it anymore. That we they were no. like the prison guards. They're in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the road, uh, Mr. Ryan Hamilton is doing something that I'd very much like to do. Uh, oh he's opening for Jerry Seinfeld. Nice. Oh. I mean, I don't mean that I'd like to open for Jerry Seinfeld. I'd I like to open for any big act. Yeah? Because I think it's the cushiest gig in all of stand-up. Hi, guys. Well, you I, can have uh, a seat if you want. Every time I ask Marina to do this podcast, you give me the hi-hat. The only people who want to do it are white guys. Well, I'm here. If I don't say anything, they'll think you're lying that I was here. Okay. Hi, guys. Hey, white guys. Hi, Marina. I look, Marina, I try. To see you. I, I'm, all for, I'm all for diversity, but you know, yeah. we're supposed to have Carmen Lynch, who's a Talking white girl. Some white guys. Are you going to join us? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm you can't to change it up for the new year. All right. Well, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you ever want to, you're always welcome, but I don't ask you because you typically say not interested. And so I respect that. And I don't want to make you feel ill at ease. We did have Carmen Lynch scheduled for the show. Carmen Lynch is? Oh, good. Well, she told me she couldn't make it, but in oh. any case, we'd be happy to have her. I just like the, opening for a big act to me is, is a nice gig. You do twenty minutes. What do you do? Twenty minutes? Uh, yeah, fifteen. A little more, maybe like mm. seventeen. Seventeen minutes. No less than fifteen. I mean, that's easy. Well, you, it's easy, and you're getting and a decent paycheck. You got to do well. There's a lot of pressure on that fifteen minutes set. I want it to be perfect. I want it to be great, and I want to set the table appropriately. Yeah, but you see, that's you. Yeah, you, you're too perfectionisty. Well, because the truth is, Seinfeld. But that's the gig. That's the job, really. I think the job is to is the job of an opening act. I put it to you uh, three. The <laughs> job of an opening act, whether you're opening, be it for Tracy Morgan, for Jerry Seinfeld, for wh whomever, is your job to kill, or is your job to do a nice job? I'm not saying you have to kill, but I'm just saying part of opening for someone is setting the table properly. You know? Well, I'm my, my query to you is, what constitutes setting the table properly? It's uh, different for different shows. You know how it is. How does the audience feel? Are they ready? How much time have I done? Which joke should I do that sets them up properly? Is the energy good? All those considerations. Does um, Do you finish and then somebody off mic introduces Jerry? Or is there uh, like a minute or two? Or, or someone, do you bring up someone, Jerry? The tour manager, uh, Kevin, who's great... Um, comes on stage, actually, which Ooh. is huge. Usually you don't get somebody to come on stage. So the tour manager comes on stage, and he says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry has a special guest tonight, and he gives a credit, and then he brings me up. And then I go out, and I do, like, 
I usually end up doing 16 or 17 minutes, and then I come off, and then uh, Jerry just goes out after a beat. And the audience is happy to see you, I mean. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, the, the bad thing about opening for a huge act sometimes is you feel like they're thinking, why we got to sit through this guy when yeah. we're here for the other guy? Yeah, yeah, that was always the experience I had when I opened for Dane Cook many years ago. But, oh, but yeah, they're that's waiting the Dane Cook audience, you see. Yeah, their audience was a bit rambunctious. It was we're, a different... It depends on the, the act and the audience here. But, I mean, they were actually pretty good for the most part, but... but yeah, Jerry Seinfeld's audience is ideal. They're all yeah. fans of, they're all fans of that show Seinfeld. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're also, you know, they're going to behave. They're not going to be rambunctious. <laughs> right. They're going right. to be yeah, at, yeah, at, yeah. At, a, at a minimum. They're going to be polite. Yeah. But yeah. They'll, they'll probably. They're great know. crowds. We just did L.A. and they were fantastic shows from the beginning. It doesn't always feel like this, but I told Jerry, I was like, right. I never experienced that as an opening act where you walk on stage and it feels like you, some yeah. like been halfway you, yeah, you're, you're halfway the, into a show. The only thing some people aren't is show business savvy as as we are. Uh, L.A. stands for Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He's gotten so... I well, he's gone Since he's been opening for Jerry Seinfeld, he's yeah. gone a little bit Hollywood. He's gone, he's gone <laughs> Los Angeles, L.A. Do, do you pit your... I wonder own? if there was a time when that was considered... <laughs> right? Like, people are so, so sick of you calling San Francisco Frisco. I wonder if there were people who were like, ooh, L.A. <laughs> Well, maybe when it La first got da. that, I assume that Los Angeles had that nickname. It's a great pretty nickname. Fa- I don't know if the Spaniards called it L.A. No. when it was <laughs> no. when, when it was Our Lady, because it, it started off as like a mission, like Our Lady of Los Angeles. You know, yes. of Nuestros Temos uh. de Los Angeles, <laughs> yeah. oh, L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If they, <laughs> Maybe it happened so quick. <laughs> yeah. And even the even the airport, LAX. Yeah. There's really no X in Los Angeles Airport, but they threw well, that though, X but in there. That I have no idea. Those, I think, Maybe. are the... Maybe that stands for the, international. No, but every airport has a three-letter yeah. identifier. Yeah. So that's the identifier. Kennedy Airport, a little trivia, was KIA, Kennedy International Airport. Oh, no. It was changed after Vietnam or during Vietnam or mm-hmm. that era because KIA, the connotation was Killed so Killed in action, yeah. Killed in action. Oh, my god! They changed it to JFK. Wow, that's a really interesting piece of trivia. It wow. may be completely made up. I don't know. I, 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 I think I read that somewhere. Wow. But sometimes I say shit that's not true. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it so is true. That's so believable. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is true, though. I think it is true. Huh. But get, do you ever pick your own openers? Uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Wait, you, yeah, I, I have over the past uh, several years. Well, actually, I opened for you once down in yeah. Florida many years ago at a corporate yeah. event. Yeah, it was a corporate gig. But but what are your criteria? They have to be clean. Yeah. And and lately, I've tried to to get um, ideally a, a woman or a woman of color, or a person of color, or a gay person, or or somebody just for some ver. Um, Variety. Variety, yeah. Uh, instead of a... I usually would have another man open for me, and, and I feel like that might... After all this Me Too stuff came out, it, it became clear that women were having a really hard time getting getting work, especially road work, yeah. so I, I thought I might try and help out there. That's good. I try to do yeah. that, too. Yeah. It's hard sometimes. It's You know, when you go to a city, you're just limited to... I use the local people mostly. Yeah. 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 Well, how hard now? How important is that they kill in front of you, or do you want somebody that doesn't kill too hard? I well, mean, as I'm waiting in the wings and they're killing really hard, I'm like, "Oh, how am I going to follow this?" But usually, it's just an indication of a of a really good, good audience, audience. Yeah. right? And and so that's just anxiety. But but yeah, it would be nice if if they were um, mediocre. 
<laughs> I prefer them. That's what to you do, shoot for. I prefer them to do okay. I don't want. Them to, I mean, there's there's got to be a time where somebody gets so good that it's like I don't want to follow this well, person. Well, this is what I'm talking about: setting the table. Like yeah. it's a job. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. You have to be aware of yeah. what your what the yeah. set is. And I don't want anybody doing crowd work or asking where people are from or anything like that. I want jokes. I, so I, that think, the people good, are used I think a good. I think you know what I think a good criteria is. I just thought of it, but now that I think of it, it's a good criteria. Is they're not talking about the same shit you're yes, talking about. Yes, I don't want you know to have to. Yeah. I, I go up there because when I do the road, which, which is seldom when I do clubs, I, I watch the opening act because I don't want if I have to say the same topic that they say, I want to I want to be able to say, oh, so and so was talking. Yes. So it doesn't sound yes. ridiculous. Yes. But it sounds ridiculous if you're yes. like, hey, do you guys hear pot is legal? Just to take an example, pot is right. legal and call. When, the guy might have done twenty minutes on that. Right. Totally. So I got to watch yeah. him. Yeah. And then I can say, hey, so-and-so was talking about pot being legal in Colorado, and then it's it doesn't yeah, seem as I th- ridiculous. I think it's so important to watch the people who go on before you. And I like doing that here at the at the cellar because you also find out what a, you think, oh, I have this new joke on this, and, and then somebody else has a joke on it. And, and it's like, well, if there's one person on your show that's doing the same yeah. topic, there's probably a dozen others somewhere else. So maybe you need to come from a, a different topic. Go for a different topic, maybe. I don't know. Something to do before you go on stage besides eat. <laughs> well, I'd rather not watch the people before me. But Oh, but yeah. It make, makes me anxious, but it's sort of due diligence. But I, I do feel it is due diligence, which is, by the way, one reason my, having a woman open for you might be better because they're less like There's certain topics they won't discuss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but the other thing that I've noticed over the years is that the audience almost resets with every comedian. And, and yeah. Although I guess with that, that was another thing I was concerned with the Comedy Central show is that if a lot of the comedians are talking about the same topic, maybe the audience gets burnt out on that topic by the end of the night. So it's better right. to go on early. What are these guys all live yeah. in the same house? And <laughs> <laughs> is there a writing table where they're all at? <laughs> well, we all live yeah. similar lives, so we, yeah. we're going to pick up on yeah. stuff. Whenever I see something on the subway that strikes me as funny, I'm like, oh, somebody else has noticed yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but but Gary, your style is so um, unique. No, I know. I was going to say oh. unique. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that it's hard to imagine any. Even if they t- the covered the same topic, it wouldn't be. Chances are they wouldn't cover the same topic, and if they did, it wouldn't be in the same way. Nobody else is talking about the state abbreviations. That you right. have that whole bit about that. Oh yeah, yeah. You have a yeah. bit about a, a woman having sex with her professor. <laughs> <laughs> to be sure, that's a topic that somebody else might have covered. They will not have covered it as you do in that way that you cover it. Perhaps. Wherein she talks about why, where you say, well, why is she taking a survey course and she's a senior? Or how did the credits transfer? Those ridiculous, (laughs) absurd points that you make. Yeah, but I don't even think that premise is is original. I think the premise of taking a role play very seriously, that has to have been, that has to have been done. It might have been, I haven't seen it. Yeah. If it has been done. I don't worry about that so much. I think if you're, it comes out of you yeah. in an original way, yeah. you know? Yeah. It used to, there used to be sort of a comedy police type, yeah. type I think that's situation over the, over the years that sort of died down as people yeah. realize that, that it's um, nearly impossible to be completely original in your, yeah. in your topics. Yeah. But you constantly get a, not constantly, but a lot of times you get a Twitter, hey, you're doing the, the thing about this. It's like, yeah, I didn't even use the same words as... Oh, it ruins your day. I've had that yeah. happen two or three times. Yeah. And, and they say, oh, they're always snarky about it. They always say, so. like, I, it's happened twice now to me, and somebody said, 
I really liked it when XYZ did that. That was a oh, funny geez. joke. I really liked it when XYZ did it oh, 10 geez. years ago. Yeah. And you're like, they're, okay. they're using That was David Spade's formula on his uh, weekend, yeah. weekend Update spot. What was that called? The Hollywood Minute Hollywood or something? Minute, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was really, he. Yeah, Which he had great, this one man. where yeah. when Mrs. Doubtfire he came up came out. He said, "I I think I like this movie better when it was called Tootsie." <laughs> <laughs> I like how you pronounce Tootsie. Also, I think that's how he pronounced it. Is it Tootsie? I, I think so. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I added that Tootsie. Either way, I Nick, like Nick, it. are you in town this weekend? No, I'm not. I'm in Montreal at the old Comedy oh, Nest. Oh, I've been to the Nest? Yes, Great I go up room. there Thursday. Great, I, room. You know, Great like, green room? Yeah, nice green room. Lots of Very cool nice c- owners. And, and the city, you know, Montreal's Great a cool room. city. Yeah, cool every, city. everything's good about it. There's yeah. not a bad thing about Montreal or the Comedy Nest that I can come up with. Um, it's overall pretty good. <laughs> but when I, well, the one, well, my mother has a friend that, that always comes to see me because she lives in Montreal. Sure. Um... And I always feel under pressure to have new jokes. Oh. So that that I would now now you know I, I know Gary has 80, 80 hours of <laughs> eighty hours of material, but I do not. I have a relatively uh, lean and mean in terms of my. Yeah, uh, but I know that feeling where somebody comes to see you again. And you're oh. like, Ugh, yeah. Please don't, yeah. don't come. I love that material when you did it two years ago. Uh, <laughs> same guy. <laughs> well, I turned down a gig recently because they like for, that I did like last year because they wanted all new and I said well I, no. I mean I could have said yeah I'll take the I could have lied and maybe somebody else would have done this and said okay yo I got 40 minutes of new materials to get that because that, it was a good check right and I could have said oh sure I can do another four, and then get down and then just bomb for 40 minutes and take the check right but I couldn't do I mean it would just right. I yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. the stomach to do that now maybe right. some, there's somebody out there that does you have integrity Integrity yeah. and all. And if, I suppose if I was desperate enough, maybe I would have. Right. Taken right. It. Yeah. But uh, I didn't have to, so I just don't want to be under in that situation where I'm. Yeah. Didn't one feel a small amount of resentment on that policy where every time somebody new sees you, it has to be a whole new act? Because I, I feel like every time I go see bands that I, especially ones I really love. I like hearing a couple hits. Oh yeah, you know? totally. Well, but I, mu- do music, re- I, do, I, I do resent you, it. I mean, music is different than comedy. You can, music, you can hear the same song over and over again. At least, I mean, there's a limit to that too. You know, after a hundred, look, I don't need to hear Blackbird anymore. You know, the Beatles. Um, but uh, but it took forty years. Right. I've never heard Blackbird. You never have Blackbird. No. Waiting Isn't that in the incredible? Uh, kind of. At least not by the Beatles. Maybe you a know. cover version of, but, but I don't know how it goes. Well, I just did. Go ahead, Dan. Blackbirds singing in the dead of night. Okay. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All right, I think I heard it on the I Am Sam soundtrack. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if I did it justice, but uh, the point is, a beautiful is, is, is songs eventually you get sick of, but, <laughs> yeah, but a joke a joke you get sick of, generally, I mean, that loses its flavor very quickly. Oh yeah, you know uh, yeah. it's like it's like it's like Rainblow. Yeah, because they. Is anybody familiar or, with Rainblow? Or, <laughs> or Rainblow is um, big gumballs that <laughs> fruit stripe gum. Fruit stripe is fast too. Rainblow is the is is. I mean, it's an in, it's an intense intense high, <laughs> but it's I've two never had two chews and it's the most it these it the balls of like it's green and red, a cherry and <clears throat> green apple and grape. 
Yeah. And those first two chews, you're in, you're transported. Wow. But then at, by the third chew, it's like, I'm over this. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes, Fruit Stripe gum, gum is like With six. Yeah, yeah. Is that a six chewer? Yeah. Now, there's some gums that last, but they're not that good to begin with. So do you want, I mean, I guess it's like a relationship. Do you want intense and short or, or long and routine? Like a, like a dentine, <laughs> <laughs> which the flavor will last a while. What but it's, it's relationship it's, do you want in terms of gum? Well, I think relationships like gum and or, or yeah, whatever. I get it. I want the, I like I want the dentine. You want the dentine the yeah. rather than yeah. the, the fruit stripe of the rainbow. Yeah. yeah. This is a good segue, by the way. I want to congratulate Gary for making the move to vegetarianism. Oh, look yes. at you. <laughs> which he did recently. How recent? I, uh, January 1, 2018. Oh. You've been I, dabbling a long time. I've been dabbling for quite, quite some time. I mean, yeah. I think it's the moral choice. Uh, I think... You know, it's obviously good for the environment because uh, raising cattle takes a lot of energy and contributes to global warming. Sure. Uh, it's certainly good for the animal. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's good for your health, I imagine, although you got to be careful to make sure you get all the right nutrients and yeah. there can be some... Yeah, I do take some supplements. What, 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 now, of the reasons for going veg... Yes. Morality, environment, health... What what one? I, I, I read this article by by Michael Pollan last year, and he had quoted a philosopher who had said that that we had made this agreement years ago, and I forget what the it was something about equality. We had made this agreement years ago about not treating people who were less smart than us any different than we treat people who are as smart as us, and by extension. Animals are just less intelligent versions of us, so we should we should treat them equally. And uh, and I said, well, that makes sense. And now I can't I can't eat them anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's I don't think there's anything in that argument that I can debate. You know, I think that's. I mean, you could argue that it, you know we don't know whether certain animals are, have consciousness or feel pain. Right. Yeah. Well, I, you know, they can't tell us that they do, um, but. We, we don't know that they don't. Yeah. And I think, I can't argue that it's better to err on the side of caution. On, on the other hand, I, uh, I would find it very difficult to go vegetarian. Yeah. It hasn't been that, it hasn't you, been you that hard, but we're living in sort of a golden age of veganism and vegetarianism so that, so that it, it, there are a lot of restaurants that offer that, that option. And, and, and also it, it's... It's not for somebody who's who's broke. Like you have to have some money yeah. to to afford the the groceries to eat vegan and and to eat out vegan. So it's it's um it's it's something that that coincided with me doing better financially. Well, it's to, also with like technologically. I mean, you know, I mean, it, yeah. being a vegan 150 years ago probably oh, yeah. wasn't an option. Right. Yes. Totally. It would certainly have been yeah. very difficult. They didn't have yeah. uh, you know some of the right. Some of the well, we had the veggie burgers or whatever that they're 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 perfecting yeah all you know and that yeah and also living in New York is it's the easiest place to be to be vegan vegetarian yeah that's what I was going to ask you on the road do you find it more difficult or it's okay? yeah a little bit difficult but usually I can find one or two restaurants and I yeah. bring a, I bring a lot of vegan bars that this company called Nugo makes and then there's one called No Cow it's a pretty good uh -huh. vegan bar so. Yeah. But I did read, and, and the literature and the, is, is pretty clear on this from what I've read, that there is a correlation between vegetarianism and mental illness. There is a higher rate of anxiety and depression amongst 
vegetarian. <laughs> That's so interesting. And they don't know really? whether it's because vegetarian vegetarianism causes mental illness or the mentally ill become vegetarian. <laughs> That's really so, so they don't know that. So you being a vegetarian and having somebody who has had your issues with yeah, yeah, illness, yeah. Yeah. do you have any insight to offer on what might be the connection? <laughs> the only thing I know is that I wasn't able to commit to this lifestyle until I was feeling well. And I know that it's actually, I think, Im improved my, my mental health in that I'm, I'm eating a lot less uh, sugar and processed foods, and I, and I know that that sometimes contributes to, to moods and anxiety and things like that. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'd have to look at the studies. The one there. hypothesis was that people who are depressed or anxious are more likely to be hypochondriacs. Oh, wow. And hypochondriacs are more likely to be concerned about eating healthy. Right. Oh, that's and, and so that's the one hypothesis as to why but there's... But also a there's a lot of guilt involved in being anxious and depressed, so you'd feel bad, oh, I feel bad for these animals, and there's, a, there's a, maybe more empathy and, 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 yeah. Well, those, those are all possibilities, although I find, I, I agree with you when you said you, you, had to, you have to feel good to be a vegetarian because you're sacrificing pleasure. To a certain extent. I but, mean, but like I said, there are a lot of meals that are so delicious and are vegetarian. And maybe overall your well-being, you just feel better. Yeah. Yeah, my digestion has never been better and I can exercise more frequently because I don't a lot of times I would I would have eaten a big meal and I'm like I can't exercise. I got to digest this. I can't I'll, I'll John Laster, do you want to feel sick? John Laster, yeah. do you want if you want to sit, you're welcome to. All right, that's John Laster. I'm just uh, now I'm feeling cuz now I'm feeling self-conscious that we don't have sufficient diversity here at the table. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not that I I don't think we need yeah. to have diversity every single time. No. There are times when everybody at the table is diverse if you will. Yeah. IE of color, gay, woman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This time it so happens that everybody is a white man. Yeah. yeah and and white I use that term in its broadest possible sense. Certainly. Given that Gary and I might not be considered white by certain uh, people Racists. being being that we're we're of the Jewish <laughs> but now Nick Griffin <laughs> Nick, yes. <laughs> Nick Griffin is a white man, bona fide. As far as Ryan Hamilton's concerned, I think he's part of Pache India. <laughs> <laughs> We've had this conversation before. Pache. My grandfather, I think, had like a 16th or a 32nd or something like that. My grandfather. Have you 23 to Mead? No, I should do that. Well, if you should if you're interested. Did you? you? Wait a minute, did you? Did you? Did you do the twenty-three? Jew, Jewish, Jew. I did say did it wrong. Jewy. I haven't done it. I'm pretty sure I know what it would say. It probably roughly the same thing that, that Noam says, what which is Noam like ninety-eight percent Ashkenazi Jewish, and like really, they can be know. that specific Ashkenazi well, Jewish. Yeah, they, they get that really uh, specific. I think, and then wow. you know, a couple of percentage points he had other shit in him. Uh, you know, it, it also said it said one hundred percent annoying. No, oh, I'm that's kidding. funny. All right. <laughs> <I'm> all, <laughs> I have a friend, this is interesting, who, uh, his whole, he grew up in Southern California, and he didn't, I don't know the whole story with his parents, but they, he didn't know their background very well. I don't know all the reasons why, but he had a, a darker complexion, and all of his friends were Latino, uh -huh. Mexican, a lot of them in Southern California, and he grew up, and that's what he was told he was, and he took one of those tests. He's a family friend, and my dad took one, and so my dad got him this for a gift, and he took it. 
and it came back that he was Native American. Oh, and wow. he went and talked to some family and said, yeah, that sounds right. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, well, he thought he was Latino. Yeah, his whole life. Wow, that's fun. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And Did he, his family know otherwise? Um, I can't remember all the details, uh, but he said, uh, I don't think he knew his father very well, oh, maybe. I see. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it was fascinating to talk to because he's in his 60s, I think. Yeah. Wow. Pretty interesting. How would that be? Well, so Nick, it made me I'm, want to take it, but N- I have Nick, done. I'm pretty sure, is, is just Northern European. There might be other things in there lurking. Well, my mom is uh, from Dutch and uh, from the Dutch, and then my dad is Irish. Oh, Griffin's an Irish name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pretty That's, Irish. Oh, all right. I wasn't uh, necessarily uh, Interesting aware or of entertaining. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I, we do often talk about politics on this show. You, usually Noam, uh, you know, likes to do all politics, and I right, like to do yeah. more comedy. But, uh, but uh, we could talk about uh, the midterm elections that were recently, yeah. uh, that everybody... I, I like it when the show is reflective of what the comedy table is like. And if Noam is there, we talk a lot of politics. Yeah. That's true. And if Noam's not there, we talk a lot of uh, <laughs> bitching about standing. <laughs> so so why, don't we, why don't we do that? What else um, is going but on? But the midterms, I, I, I was a little bit disappointed. I, I was, but, the but, I, I, but the outcome was not... I had, ex, I had expected, I had expected the, the Senate to stay Republican and, and was, was hopeful about, about the House going Democrat. So, so I wasn't surprised by anything. I'm, a, I'm an ultra-liberal, so... Pretty well, I, I, I normally never vote on the midterm. I've never voted in a midterm, okay. ever. And, uh, but everybody had those damn stickers. And, yeah. and, I, I, and I made fun of the stickers. You know, but, oh, what did you say? Well, I just had a joke about, you know, well, my, I had a joke that they didn't use for the Comedy Central show, which was, um, you know, people say, I voted, as if that were necessarily a good thing. And I, I think if you're uninformed, you shouldn't vote and be proud of that. And then people yeah. go up to you and say, what was that sticker say? Kept my ignorant ass at home. <laughs> you know, I love that. Well, it's pe- a great to, joke, and that didn't make the, it. Didn't make it. Um, what, it give me uh, some of the jokes and the comedian who said them that did make it on the show, <laughs> and then we can then we can really tell people what Figure we think. Out, yeah. Well, let's, you can let's watch. pretend that we're not on the radio, and, and how a real a real lunch would no, go. No, you know Vecchione. <laughs> who Vecchione? <laughs> that old. <laughs> he had a he had a, a decent one on stickers that I don't want to repeat it because. You know, in case yes. you don't like it or, or you like it better. Either right, way, right, there right. could be hard I love, feelings. I love Vecchio. I love Vecchio. I feel bad, yeah. But it didn't get on. But the point is, is those stickers do have, if they have any value. Kept they my sh- ignorant they- ass at home. That's funny. It's got it's everything. Well, it's got I- everything. A middle-aged Jewish man talking slang like that? It's funny. <laughs> well, I don't want to just be the slang-talking middle-aged Jew. I also want to uh, say something. Yeah, uh, but I'm uh, saying it was a multi-layered. Multi-layered. Yeah, okay. yeah. smart. Well, I think yeah, what the good smart. thing about that joke is is that it does say so- it does say a truth. And the yes. truth is is that yes. voting, if you're, if you're an ignoramus, yes. is probably, you shouldn't do it. Right, yeah. But the, what the stickers did do is they made me vote. Because I like everybody's vote. I felt like if I don't vote, you know, yeah. I'm doing something wrong. So I totally. went and voted. I never voted in the midterms. Yeah. And I, I, I sent a text to Noam. I said, I, oftentimes I've just, over the years, I've just voted the Democratic ticket. I don't want to do that. I want to have reason choices. Yeah. So I texted Noam. Noam, can you help a brother out here? Another mm-hmm. Jew talking slang again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Can you help me out? I know you're well-informed and you're, you know, can you give me some guidance as to who I should vote for? I won't necessarily follow you slavishly, but I'll listen to what you have to say. He just wrote back, I have no idea. Wow. That's what Noam said. And he's up on things. And he's up. I guess he's not up on... You know, like the the, the you know, because some of the stuff is so specific, right? Like oh, you, know, you know, the the it was like Carolyn Maloney versus this versus like uh, I forgot it, but like for the for the House of Representatives, R- Ross and they, Bennett. It wasn't. It was like um, <laughs> Nate Bargatze. Was Nate Bargatze? And I, I, he's a good comic, but I, I just yeah. don't know that I Nate want him Bargatze in the house. Was up against, <laughs> was up against but um, what do you Jordan make a good Controller. <laughs> Yeah, there's like Comptroller and State AG or shit like that. It's like, I don't... I'm completely uninformed. Comptroller. Yeah. I'm completely uninformed, so I just Democrated those, and I I, uh, I did... I voted against Cuomo. Did you? Something something got into me, and I'm not sure why. I I, I don't like dynasties. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. You know, I don't... The truth is, I don't know much about the other guy, but... He, did you I, enjoy Dynasty? The, I never the, watched the Dynasty. The 80s hit show Dynasty... Which I, was I never watched that. A but the, phenomenon in 1980s. It was sure. bad yeah. but that before Dallas. Must see. It well, must be unwatchable now. <laughs> it had the it had a great theme song, and um, if I, I can, there's a big staircase. The theme song was down. tremendous to Dynasty. That was back in the in the golden age of theme songs. Which it was is, the golden age of theme songs. I mean, the theme song in those days was like almost a, a top 40 song uh, that you could uh, enjoy. First record I ever bought was the. Um, was the uh, song to Rockford Files. That was the first time. Really? Four, I bought it as a 45. That's a great wow. song. Oh, that's a great there, song. There was the theme song to Greatest American Hero, which was a top 40 song. Oh, yeah. Welcome Back, Carter, I think, was a top 40 theme yep. song. Is that Michael? Uh, that's, uh, who is that? Uh, who sings? That the, was John Sebastian that was uh, the Loving Spoonful that sang Good the Welcome, times no, the welcome Back, Carter. You need a payment. That's a good song, too. Cheers. Good times. Oh, but it, let, Cheers. Let's listen to uh, Dynasty. Beautiful. Takes me back. Footy pajamas. <laughs> Footy pajamas. I mean, you know, it's like it's like a classical song. I mean, it sounds like Bach or yeah, something. Yeah, it's right? a beautiful theme song. Was Christopher Cross uh, greatest American hero? Yeah. No, I don't think no? so. No. no. Am I wrong? I think you are wrong. I can With look it up. the Moonlighting theme song by Al Jarreau, that was a beautiful song. Some fly by day. Yeah, I, I don't really remember it, but... Um, there was uh, Charles the and Charles. Did, Charles did Charles? I ever do my impression of the man uh, singing the Cheers theme song in the studio? No. No. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that on stage back in Boston, Karen? No, no. no? It's just a fun thing just I like thing? to do for my friends. Because you used to do some impressions, you told me, early <laughs> yeah. in the day. Yes, I That's started off as an impressionist. Did you really? Yes. That's fun, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought when I started comedy, we all kind of have our own notion of what it is to be a comic, and I thought yeah, you needed some impressions. Mm. Certainly helped. As yeah. Yeah. But I, the I'm audiences not, love impressions. Yeah, but yeah. I just—I was no but good comedians. At it. Comedians think of less of impressionists sometimes, but the great ones really stand out. I, I did have Louis Schaefer, who you may remember. 
a real nutcase. Oh, a funny guy though. What a but character! But he told me, he told me when I first started doing comedy, he says, "Dan Nadman, you write a nice joke, but nobody remembers who you are." I'm the not gay guy because his whole act was about, <laughs> yeah, 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 his yeah. Whole act was about yeah. how he's not gay. He had a catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, he had a catchphrase. He goes, yeah. "I'm not gay." Everybody says Louis Schaefer, not gay. Yes, but you don't know. Nobody knows who you are. You need a catchphrase. So I came up with a catchphrase. I never learn. And that oh, was a catchphrase. I love it. But, and I try to shoehorn every joke, and I never <laughs> learned it, but I just... Oh, that's it was very hard to... You know, I mean, it was so limiting. That is funny. I guess I could have oh just done gosh. it once in a while. I never learn. But it's so, I just couldn't it's think terrific. of that, that many jokes with the I never learn, uh, <laughs> you know, thing. I love it. Well, I'll tell you, I never learn. It could have been like a Rodney thing. <laughs> yeah. oh, that <laughs> makes me happy. Yeah. Oh, jeez, I never learn, you know? I'll tell you, that hooker, jeez, <laughs> <laughs> and she had a penis. I tell you, I never learned. You know? The, wo the woman gave you a fake I should have known number. by the Adam's apple. I called her up. It was a Chinese restaurant. That's one of my jokes. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. So that yeah. Goes, the, when I call the girl up and they go, Hunan Garden. Yeah. And I say, I don't suppose uh, Amber's there by any chance. <laughs> so I never learned. I could have said, well, I tell you, I never learned. I never learned. I never learned. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. I never learned. You know? Yeah. What, what were your... The what number were had your... 1-800, I'll tell you, you know. What no. was your early I act like, known. Nick? Uh, my early act was uh, generally family stuff like, uh, I mean, it's just horrible, but just my brother beating me up. And I remember one of my first jokes was, uh, I, uh, I, I'm I, not good like uh, in bars. Like uh, I, I, Somebody, uh, I saw two businessmen, and one of them started bragging about his Audi. I'm like, why would you be talking about your belly button? <laughs> that was like like yeah. my third joke ever. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. yeah. 19. Wow. Well, there's yeah. not a lot going on at 19. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I know. Well, oh man. Do you remember your first joke on I actually on feel bad or? that I let that yeah. out, that joke out that I Just I now? remember yeah, my, I, I remember oh, my yeah. very very well, first okay. joke. 31 years later. Do you want me to make you feel better? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> I someone actually just sent me a clip of one of my first maybe two times on stage. And uh, there are jokes in there that are, like, really bad. But there was a joke about um, uh, Goofy and Pluto and why Goofy um, Goofy can talk, but Pluto can't. And right. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. That's actually I love that joke. I've never heard anybody do that. Oh, really? Yeah, that's I don't, funny. I don't remember the joke exactly. But then there were really bad stuff, like... Um, uh, you can't get walls at Walmart, and you can't get posts at the post office. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's great. I like that. I it's love not that. Good. I love it. But if it. you added my joke into that chunk, yes, that would be a nice little <laughs> yeah TV set. My first joke, October eighth, nineteen ninety three. This is TV. Your first TV set is that no, what no, you no. Said? My first open oh, mic set. Open my first mic open set. mic set, October eighth, nineteen ninety three. And uh, how did it go? I said uh, Facebook memories, huh? <laughs> I was very confused for a moment. I was too, yeah. No, it was about um, Michael Jordan had just retired, and I said that, that he had retired because he had done everything there was to do in basketball, and the death of his father had left him despondent, and also he couldn't concentrate knowing that Joey Buttafuoco was behind bars. It was like a topical... Monologue joke. It bombed so hard. I can still feel the because you had, you had built up your entire life. I'm going to be a comedian, and it's going to be great from the get go. Yeah. And immediately it was like right. a slap in the face. Like, That's exactly oh, right. Though you're you do think, well, I'm a comic, so it'll yeah. just I'll just yeah. ease into it, and it'll yeah, be yeah, fine. Yeah. And yeah. And then there's just that horrible crash right. and burn. Yeah. You have to be so delusional, I think, at first, because nobody, very few comedians are actually any good. Their first 
can't 50 imagine. times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess we we all were. But but I did well my first time because it was an it was one of those bringer shows where everybody yeah. in the audience was my friend. And where was yeah. that? I'd stand up New York. Oh, yeah. So I that actually did really, really too. well. I did, I did well, but I had to do the impressions to really get them. The, the Michael Jordan joke didn't go over at all. But I thought when I got off stage at Stand Up New York my first time in 93, I figured, all right, you know, now here we go. And they're going to start offering me paid spots. And yeah. I'm going to start making money. But yeah. uh, obviously, it was a little bit slower than anticipated. Yeah. But uh, I, I had an early joke wherein uh, I did an impression, well, not really an impression, but a basic Southern dialect impression of Governor George Wallace of uh, Alabama doing the weather. Oh, that's great. And, he, and here's the impression. Precipitation now, precipitation tomorrow. <laughs> wow. Precipitation for... Yeah, it's... I, wow. You got <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like... Uh, that's heady. Yeah, yeah that's like too, uh, Mort Saul. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Mort Saul uh, and Mr... Uh, I mean, if you don't know the reference, George yeah. Wallace famously said, segregation now, segregation yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Segregation forever. But but even for a person who's pretty up on on history... It's a deep cut. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, Governor Wallace, I do think at the end of his life, uh, I think he embraced uh, integration. Wow. I think. I'm not sure. How big of him? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to set the... I just don't want to uh, leave on a, uh, on a disparaging note toward Governor Wallace. In fact, he did, he did uh, change his mind on, on the whole thing. Uh, too little, too late. <laughs> George. Stephen Calabria has a question. This is our producer, Stephen Calabria. Yeah, I have a question uh, for all the comics at the table. Would you, is it preferable to do clubs or corporate gigs? Well, we've touched on that, but we can certainly uh, readdress it. I, for ex I prefer corporates. Uh, the audiences are usually not as good, but it's one show and done. Whereas a club is generally the whole weekend. But he asked about colleges, right? Did you say no. colleges or no, oh, you said clubs, clubs or clubs or corporate gigs? Oh, I thought you sure, said colleges. colleges too. I thought you said colleges. As far as colleges are concerned, I couldn't relate to them when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to start that's a great now. Point. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but that's my take. I know Gary loves clubs, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my meat and potatoes is clubs and uh, yeah. it's hard, but I, I like it. I find corporate events incre I mean, I'm, I know we're whatever Stating the obvious, but incredibly anxiety-inducing. Yeah, so it's obvious. That's it's not obvious to the uh, to yes. the listeners. I, I, I remember. Just terrifying. I remember Andy Kindler saying something like, "Yeah, it's like ten thousand dollars or something, and by the end of it, it's never enough." It's not enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, that's where I disagree with Andy. I, first of all, I don't get paid ten thousand dollars to do a corporate, but well, if I, I did, I would find it to be sufficient. <laughs> yeah. Especially afterwards, when you're done, right? You go back to the hotel. You got ten ten G's. You yeah. ten G's richer. Yeah. You order up room service. Right, and if I was so inclined, although I don't typically do this, maybe you get a hooker. I wouldn't, but uh, <laughs> uh, but well, one it's, might. It's one fun might to be a hooker and then get a hooker. One yeah. one might do that. But yeah. Nick, why is it so anxiety-inducing? Because there's uh, you know some they generally give you rules on what you can and can't say, which is fine. But sometimes they're vague in in how they um, articulate them, and then so you're worried. Oh my gosh, it's going to be. Uh, I'm going to say the wrong thing on accident and ruin these people's. You know. Uh, yeah, nineteen or eight or two thousand eighteen sales, you know, sales convention. Yeah. And uh, well, they'll tell you. Well, here's the thing: when it, when it becomes complicated, they tell you be clean, but you're clean and they're clean may not be the same. That's clean. what I mean. It's terrible. You know, to to them, they'll say like no f, no f bombs. Oh, you we can you can say anything, just no f bombs. 
Well, okay, you know what? My guess is if I say I came on her face, you wouldn't like that either. Yeah. Mm. But but they wouldn't and say that to me. shit might make you uncomfortable. Shit right. would probably be okay, but people, yeah. if they but say But it might no, make them uncomfortable. Yeah. You never know. But the thing is, is they want. might not even, in their minds, they're not even thinking about being cummed on. That didn't even right. cross yeah, their yeah, mind. Yeah, they're just yeah, like, oh, yeah, just yeah. don't say the F-bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they yeah. don't even have the thought of, of, of Continue just Continue with that squirting. line right there, that coming on. Oh, that's a good <laughs> topic. <laughs> Or do you have more to add? No, to no, I was just saying, I, no, I'm I'm kidding, just saying, but, like, uh, you got to interpret what they mean by clean. It's horrible, yeah. And yeah. oftentimes when they say clean, they also mean politically correct. Like, yes. if they say clean, right, yeah. you probably can't joke about drugs either. I Even though that's not clean, it's not dirty, but right, it's probably yeah. also verboten. I think what they're really saying, and you're absolutely right, is when they say be clean, they're saying don't offend anyone. Right. Yeah. And yeah. of course, you don't, there's a thousand people there, yeah. 500 people, and of course, you don't know in all their tastes and all their... You know things, and it's it's a nightmare. And, well, uh, Ryan, it's like you with the balloon joke. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be somebody who gets offended about. Oh, right. Well, that's a very extreme case, but 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 Ryan, just why don't you uh, briefly discuss what he's talking about? <laughs> I have a a long joke about hot air balloons, and at the end, I tell a story about sometimes about how a, someone came up to me after a show and complained to the club manager, and the club manager asked me to go talk to them, and he thought it was hilarious, and I went out. And they were hot air balloonists, and they were truly personally offended. Yeah. And the joke is, I don't remember what I said to them, but I remember the first thought I had, which is, I've finally become the edgy boundary pushing comedian <laughs> that I always wanted to be. Hilarious. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but um, I like doing those corporate events, and you can, in in the vein of that, you can push them in some ways you know you can be edgy for that environment it's right. kind of fun because you can make fun of what they do or where we are or you know the whole thing that's happening but i've lately found that i really enjoy i mean i definitely agree that the corporates are like uh, more anxiety but i kind of am becoming like enjoying the challenge of it and i'm thinking of each show as like a show and just I like to create stuff that works anywhere and I like that yeah. challenge and it's yeah. kind of fun that's true one great thing about it is I do not worry at all that they've seen any of this yes you yeah. don't have to worry I about the old stuff I can do my greatest hits yeah you do the yeah. greatest hits yeah I yeah. have to run to Tom Papa's show around the corner okay, okay. Cool. great Thanks having you Gary for having me sure see you Gary see you Gary thank you Gary Mike Fenoya yeah, yeah, alright we got a few more minutes Mike if you want to sit down it's Mike Fenoya again another white male we were chastised, reprimanded, if you will, earlier by uh, by Marina because it's all white guys on today's episode. But what can I do, Mike? Could, you, you know, I invite I invite people of all the creeds, but they don't come sometimes. What is, is a creed, by the way? Besides it being like kind of a motto, it's, it's that's an interesting point. It's a belief system. Is it? I think so. Good yeah. for you. I had no idea. I would not. Have Mike, seen we were that. talking earlier about the comedy seller. Uh, Comedy Central show. Yeah, I'm, do, you, I'm have, doing have, it tomorrow. I can't is this wait. your first time? Yeah, I can't wait. And how do you feel? I'm very, uh, very excited about Can it. You, I don't, and I, I would never ask you to reveal the jokes, but what topics are you working on for tomorrow night's? Uh, um, I'm working on uh, a couple of the, the Michelle Obama's book. Michelle Obama has a new book out. That's one of the topics. And um, um, I, you know, I, I started to work on a couple jokes about the fires, and then I'm like, you know what? It's just. It's not funny to me. So why am I going to try to fit a it, square You know, the fires a, you know, are I mean? tricky. It's not... The, fi the fires are tragic, absolutely. But I think there's still humor there. I don't think it's so devastatingly horrible, even though people have died. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, but I, don't, I still think there's humor to be gotten. 
There, there's definitely joke well, jokes well, to be made. Just I don't, I'm not going to be the one to make whereas, them, and not for any reason other whereas, than I just like the Pittsburgh shooting, for example, or any of these mass shootings, or the more recent shooting because there's one every day now. Um, the more recent shooting at uh, that country mu- was a country music place or whatever. That that you, you couldn't make anything funny. Of. No, I don't think. I mean, I maybe you could. I, I well, Ted Ted Alexander had a funny tweet that was like. Uh, he made a, a shooting joke, and somebody said too soon, and he meant he, he goes, do you mean too soon after this one or too soon uh-huh. until the next one? Yeah. Because it's kind of like they really are literally every day. I was having a conversation with someone, and I was, they were like, oh, that shooting was sad. And I'm like, you mean the one in the yoga studio? And they're like, there was a shooting in a yoga studio? And oh, yeah, like, you can't even holy shit. You can't even necessarily yeah, keep guns track. guns are terrible. Keep track of it. I think it's social media. I think that uh, people are just, it's copycat shit. Yeah, I think you know it's becoming like in in style to do these shootings. I, I mean, what else what else could explain uh, the sudden increase? I mean, m- most of them don't seem to be politically. Some are politically motivated, but most seem to be just nutty people. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that one guy living in like a Trump van? Well, that that was the bomber guy. Oh, that was the bomber. But that that, was the he bomber didn't kill guy. anybody. Yeah, he, he tried. He, he tried. It was a terrible try, but he did try. The TV show has been fantastic. Let's let's get on a higher lighter. I I watched them and I I thought they were really incredible. I I just wanted to see the. It's neat because we're always here. You know what I mean, and it's it's interesting to see it on TV and you know what I mean, like look at the outside. I know. I saw the the colors here. It was cool. But what is it? What do normal people think? Your wife, for example. Well. You're using normal a little liberally there. (laughs) (laughs) You catch me. Hopefully, not not industry related. No, no, she loved it. Uh, You know the. The reason why I started doing stand-up, and I think, Ryan, maybe you and I talked about this, was All right. Jerry Seinfeld's uh, Comedian documentary. Was that oh, you yeah, and I? Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, I watched that documentary in the movie theater, and yeah. it was like the colors inside the olive tree. Yeah. This place seemed like it was like, you know, the inside of a Christmas ornament or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, God, it's so, like interestingly lit and yeah. all that. And to see that on TV again... Oh, that's cool. From like the table talking and all that, that's you know, a full it's, circle. Thing. Yeah, it's really full circle. That is. How cool. might you improve the TV show if you were asked how it might be improved? More of me on it. Oh. Otherwise, really, and then more Nick. Okay, but more in no, terms I'm of for- formatting. I wish it was longer. Oh, okay. Really, it's an hour, isn't it? No, half it's a half hour. hour. Oh, it's half hour. Oh, I thought it was an hour. Somebody there's told some, me it was an hour. No, I think there's some there, there's some bits that could definitely be. You know, I'd like to see more. A lot of the bits are very short. Yeah, that's one thing. Um, that, but in writing for it too, you have to kind of think about that. Yeah, but but you know, I mean, short bits are fine, but so are longer bits. You know, I mean, you don't want to. No, I you're I, right. I just I think if it was an not, hour that, show, there's it would not. Still be but the problem is, is because it's a half an hour of which there's eight minutes of commercials or whatever it is, of which there's say ten minutes of people talking at the table. You know, they do that table talk stuff. So there's only whatever 15 minutes for the actual stand-up, or, or whatever it is, and so you know you, 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 it's limited in that way. I like that there are tweets included in it. You know, there were some tweets by Adrian and some tweets by I think did, there was a tweet of yours maybe. Was there? On, I thought so. Ooh, boy, that'd be nice. Mm. To they just take tweets out of your. Well, you have to give them permission to do it. Yeah. Else, you know. Like uh, there there was but a tweet from Adrian and then there was a bit by Adrian. Oh, and I thought I that see. was really yeah. cool. That's you cool. know, I thought it was kind of nice that it shares, you know, yeah. expand the social media. Dan was on it. I thought you did a fantastic job. I, I was on the, fr- the first yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. That that uh, Quite good. Thank you so much. That was the masturbation joke. Um, <laughs> but you you'll have to go watch it to uh, to find out what it was. It's been getting it's been getting rave reviews though, right? People love it. 
That joke or the show? No, definitely <laughs> the joke. No, I haven't heard anything, to be honest. The I show. Heard I, and I don't know if the show's been getting rave reviews. I go online, I look for it, and I don't see a whole lot, to be honest. So, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not Stranger Things. I mean, it's not on everybody's lips. So, you know, for now, maybe that'll, maybe, maybe it will be, maybe it won't be. It's, you know, hopefully it will last. I um, see some good promo around the city for it. There's billboards yeah, and things. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. Well, Comedy cool. Central's, yeah, spending the money yeah. to promo it. But I, I, what I'm not hearing necessarily right now is buzz amongst people that are talking about it. It's interesting for us to know because usually uh, we're so in, into it that we don't really have anyone else to talk to. Like, all of our, we're, everybody we know is doing the show. Well, so that's true. Yeah. It's hard for us to know what's going on. Um, it seems like an incredibly daunting task for the post-production yeah. to have to flip a show yeah. in, like, what, 48 hours? Because it's like film that week, and then it airs Friday. Right, they got to chop it up, find all the jokes, I mean, put them together. I mean, that's brutal. That's a process, you know? I mean, most TV shows, they, they film it, and then a month later, six weeks later, it comes out, you know? This is like 24 Yeah, although the editing is a little simpler because there, there's, you know, I don't think there's a lot of much camera angles, and there's only one take. You know, normally a show you'd have ten takes of the same scene from different angles, and you'd have to put it all together. Right. This show is just one take, and they just have to decide which jokes they're going to use. So in that sense, I don't know that the editing is all that. But it's rigorous. not just one angle. I mean, there are quite a bit of different. I you guess know, there's different angles, angles but and, uh, there's yeah. only one take, so they don't have to decide which take they're going to use. Sure. And they don't have to cut in like audience shots because I don't think there's any audience shots. Mm, but there's a couple. Are there a couple audience shots anyway? Uh, Stephen, do you have anything to uh, any any questions, mm. comments, or suggestions? I don't what, think what, so. What's our, what's our email for uh, feedback? I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Gnome is the one who usually. Yeah, I know. It's podcast. I don't. I, I don't know what it is. But uh, uh, just email the comedy seller. How do you go do on that? The, just go on the website and find the email. You can do that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, well, you know, if you, if you were hoping for a, a deep dive into pol- politics, you're not going to get it f- with, from me. So don't, don't, don't come bitching at me that you didn't get your fix of, uh, of, of Noam-style uh, just... just uh, Dan, if you want, we can also give out your phone number. No, we don't have to do that. Okay. <laughs> um, but what you do get with me is an inside look into all things Comedy Cellar. That's right. We talked some good comedy. And I today. do. I thought we gave some insights. I do yeah, think I we, think we so. accomplished that. Yeah. We, we thought, so I For thank sure. Nick Griffin, Gary Gullman, Ryan Hamilton, Mike Fenoya joining us last minute, but better late than not at all. Good to be here. And we thank you. See you next time. Thank you. <laughs>